Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. It's two hours before the Manchester United Villarreal game, and I'm working at it as a journalist. And I've just seen where my seat is, and it's literally the seat next to the Villarreal bench, right? Now, this could be a little bit tricky because I know Villarreal's goalkeeping coach really, really well. But when Manchester United and Villarreal play each other, we've got to ignore each other. And I could end up being sat right next to him. So I don't know how it's going to go with Javi. But I did speak to the Manny coaches on Friday. Uh, Geronimo Ruri, he's the guy who scored the penalty which won the Europa League. And I don't want to talk about that too much because it still pisses me right off that Manchester United lost that game. So stood on some at Busby Way. It's still light. And I think young boys are playing Atalanta at the moment. So that will have a bearing on what happens tonight. My feeling is United have got to win this game more than anything. Doesn't matter. Well, it matters less about how the team play, but three points, especially considering the drop points in the first match, and especially considering that the form has been crap with three defeats in the last four matches. So stood with me is um, John Doveman, who's selling United We Stand. And Chris Bedding, who writes for the mag. Chris has just walked past. How are you feeling about Manchester United at the moment, Chris? I'm a bit down, Andy. Um, but I don't jump on this bandwagon of having to go at Ollie all the time. I think um, some of the players need to stand up and be counted. I haven't seen Harry Maguire play so bad as I have over the last four or five games. Luke Shaw, I don't think, has been good. Um, and then you go out to young boys and Wan-Bissaka commits a schoolboy mistake earlier on, throwing himself into a tackle. Um, Jesse Lingard gives the ball away. Um, so player mistakes are not Ollie's fault directly. I know he inspires them and whatever, but if the players don't stand up, um, Bruno then puts a penalty over the bar. Ollie can't control all of those things. And sometimes these one-offs accumulate and happen all together. And... I think we've got to be a little bit patient. Well, I agree with you. It's a results business, and um, we have to start winning, winning um, quite quickly again now. But let's look at the mistakes some of the players are making, and that's not going to carry on. Where's your accent from? Where are you from? I, um, I live in Essex, um, but I spend um, a lot of time up in Derbyshire. I've worked um, in London for 40 years. I'm now semi-retired, so I get around a lot. <laughs> what was your first Manchester United game? My first Manchester United game was away to Arsenal in 1968. Wow. And my wow. dad was an Arsenal fan. He took me to Arsenal and said, this is your team. And we drew 2-2. And Law Best and Charlton were on the other team. And I got hooked on the Matt Busby story. And bless him, my dad then started taking me to United games in London when I was eight years old. 1968 and condemned me to a life on the motorway after that so you went against your dad yep right well on this theme i'm going to introduce another guest in he doesn't know he's going to be introduced here right and i'm going to be quiet um this lad is a mancunian and he goes to every single liverpool game all right and his dad is Stephen F. Kelly. He's a big Liverpool fan. He's a writer. He's a great fella, Steve. He's a good friend of mine. He's a very um, loyal Liverpool fan and we do have sensible chats and at times we don't always agree but we don't need to. And uh, Nick, come here. Nick occasionally does bits for United We Stand. I didn't plan to get you on the podcast this evening, mate. I'm not going to stitch you up here because you've always been very fair when you've written about... Well, you're a Mancunian. You can't shit on your own doorstep, <laughs> can you? 
Um, a little line on Liverpool so far this season because after that result in Porto, it seemed to be looking really strong. Yeah, I think kind of we've kind of gone under the radar in, in terms of, you know, we've not made big signings this summer, you know, like Chelsea or City. And I think bar that three-month period last season when we had all the injuries with Van Dijk, with Matip, we were a really good side for almost three years, hardly losing any games. And now we've got those players back, you know, we look, just look back to the way we were. Um, you know, we've got the depth in midfield and in defence now, I think, Perhaps up front we're a little lacking, you know, Salah or Mane was to get injured, but yeah, I think we're, you know, really strong and I think it's kind of quite beneficial for it to us that we're not got the, we don't have the pressure that the other big teams do at the moment. You were just saying you thought you were going to win the quadruple this year and wouldn't accept anything less, <laughs> so that's going to be headline news. What's it like being you in Manchester? Um, I mean, it's been difficult, certainly when I was growing up, I was... You know, it was a period of United constant success under Ferguson. Um, you know, things have kind of changed a little bit since um, Ferguson obviously left. Uh, Did you ever think Liverpool would win the league? I think there were periods where I didn't think we would. Certainly after Benitez left, and then we had Hodgson and the, the, the bad owners. Um, things seem to be going from bad to worse. I did worry that, you know, the best days were behind us. But, you know, to be fair to them, the new owners have really kind of stabilised the club got a fantastic manager in Klopp you know yeah. and you're not just hanging around here you actually live around here um, when did you start going to Liverpool how old were you? Yeah, my dad first took me to a game when I was probably about 8 years old um, and had my season ticket a few years on from that and then yeah I've obviously been going ever since so 20 odd years now I've been a you know, and what are Scousers like with you? I mean you're the type of lad who keeps yourself to yourself but I've seen a load of Liverpool fans today coming back from Porto, proper Scouse accents. And what's it like for you on a European away trip? You've not got a Scouse accent. No, but, you know, I think I kind of, you know, my father and my mother were both from Liverpool, both grew up there. Yeah. Your dad worked the, in the shipyards, didn't he? Yeah, over in Birkenhead. So certainly kind of the history of Dan, you know, and appreciate everything about Liverpool. So, um, and there's a big map of, a big beautiful drawing of the city of Liverpool when you go into your house. There is, yes. And uh, plenty of photos of Bill Shankly. And around I mean, Shankly was your dad's hero, wasn't he? Well, 40 years today since his death. You know, right. yeah, a manager that kind of revolutionised the club. And the Boot Room Boys, you know, obviously, even Paisley and Fagan. Listen, I'm not starting talking about <laughs> the Boot Room Boys on a Manchester United podcast. Do you ever get caught out being away at Liverpool? Do, everyone, do you ever hide that you're a mank? No, I think, you know, certainly you'll see it with United. You know, there's so many accents now, you know. There's a few Scouse United fans. And yeah, Pro- yeah. Scouse one of, one of the lads fans. I do know and that you goes kind of home and away with yeah, United, yeah. so, yeah. One of the lads um, close to the band the farm, not Peter Hooten, by the way. <laughs> I don't want to get him his loads of shit. He's a Scouse United fan. Um, how do you say the, the word um, chicken? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting into that, though. <laughs> so, for years, I, I was like, I, I would just say to people... Scousers can't say the word chicken. It's like chicken, and you just shaken. And um, six years ago, I was in Belgrade to cover the derby, and got put in touch with like five or six Scouse lads. Are you with me? You were there, and they were because um, you go to a lot of derby games, and they were fucking rum lads. Sorry, shouldn't have sworn then, and they could have made life very difficult for me, but they were all right with me. 
But rather than me giving it the chicken, they put it on to me and like, why can't Mancunians talk properly? I said, what do you mean? I said, why can't you say the word yellow? And I'm like, what do you mean? And they went, yellow, yellow, yellow. And like, in certain parts of Manchester, they, they have got a point, haven't they? So it was quite funny to have them putting it back onto me. I forgot we were in, uh, you were there as well. You travel a lot around the world. You go to derby games around the world. You go to Africa, you go, you go to mental places. You've been to Sudan and Kenya, all in the name of football. You go off your own back, you take your camera. I think it's brilliant what, what, what you do. How's COVID changed all that? Well, it's completely decimated it. Last year I had many, many kind of trips planned. I was going to the Olympics, I was going to Syria, um, as well as, you know, all my usual European trips. Um, just not been able to do anything. I mean, obviously the games around Europe have had reduced attendances, but then further afield, you know, on the red list or they're not allowing people to come in. So, you know, places like Argentina where I'd go uh, just stopped everything. No football fans going to games over there. So it's just... You've been to Argentina? I've been several times. Right. I remember you... Crowds are back today. Yeah. Argentina. I've got a great story for that. I'll write in the next few weeks. You will absolutely buzz <laughs> off the story of a lad I met on a street in Dublin six years ago. What has ended up happening to him? It's just so mental that I'm, I'm excited to tell people. But I need to write it first because I need to earn a living. And the lad's told me... Why did we get two? I'll wait until I'm ready to tell you my story. And he's now ready. So... I'll tell you when I stop recording, recording this. Um, who's going to win the league this year? Liverpool. Yeah, you confident Liverpool will win it? Yeah, I think um, I think you lack a central midfielder that can count, or well, a defensive midfielder to go alongside McTominay. I think City lack a striker, and I think Chelsea are just still a little bit up and down. I, don't, I still have doubts about them. I think you know. Liverpool have been there and done it over the last few years. They've got, you know, a lot of leaders in that team. You've won one title. You've not done that much. Yeah, but we've been to two European Cup finals. Joseph. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm confident. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Right, with James, James Young. Writes for United We Stand. He's just moved up to Manchester. He's from Manchester originally, but his family relocated to near Cardiff. So, how old are you now? 18. He's a good young writer and he's um, worth reading so that's why we've got him in United We Stand so you've just moved up here now for the first time you're at university where? Uh, university of Salford doing a journalism degree are any of the people in your halls or wherever you live in the football? Uh, well a couple are there's, there's a sound lad that lives next door that's a United fan but my flatmates aren't really into it so like tonight I just told them I'm going to work because it's easier instead of trying to explain why I'm going to uh, watch football on a, a Wednesday night instead of spending time in the pub. What's life like as a young student in Manchester in September 2021? Uh, it's weird, obviously everything's reopened. So, because I've only been here for like a week, two weeks, not really had a chance to explore Manchester properly. I went in the other day into Deansgate just because I could. Um, and it's, you know, it's a great place. Like what I love about here is you're literally like half an hour away from Old Trafford. You can walk into the city centre of Manchester. Um, I was doing some stuff on Saturday for Stratford Paddock, who I know are really popular amongst your, your reader base. And um, I went down past the, the Arndale Centre and Oxford Street and that sort of area. And it's, it's mad, I love it. What are you studying up here? Uh, I'm doing broadcast journalism. So you want to be a journalist? Uh, hopefully, yeah. Are you going to go to United? Obviously, like tonight, I'm going to go to as many games as I can, do you know what I mean? It's not cheap. How much you pay? 30 quid, I think. Where'd you sit? 
um, sit wherever. Like, I'm not asked. Honestly, like South Stand will avoid because it's just too expensive. But like the other games, Atlanta Young Boys, I'm North Stand Tier Three because it's just cheapest tickets. Do you know what I mean? You gonna go away? No, because I got well. If I can get a ticket, obviously, but you gotta be seen to get older for more than two years to even apply for away matches, which I'm not. So if my mates can't go, then obviously but yeah, I'll try. You just get into the big world of it all, yeah. then you start to meet people. That's how it mm. works, and people will look after you. People yeah. um, will will help you out, but that will take a yeah. a bit of time. You can't just bowl up and yeah. say, "Can I have a Liverpool uh, away ticket?" How are you feeling about Manchester United right now? I was feeling a lot more optimistic at the start of the season after Leeds. I think this is going to be a big test tonight for Solskjaer. I think this is the time for him to learn lessons from Gdansk because it's the same team. United have got better players. If he can't break Villarreal tonight down, and it's the exact same situation that we had in May, whereby Unai Emery held United for 120 minutes, to scrapes it on penalties, then that's not an improvement for me. And he's got to be able to demonstrate in big matches like this, especially when, you know, this is a big game. United lost to Young Boys. If they lose tonight, I don't think they will, but the pressure's going to be on Solskjaer. And, you know, Champions League group stage, it's six matches. If you lose your third one, you're fucked, basically. And I think that's the issue with United before in Europe, when they've been in that sort of transition phase under Van Gaal and Mourinho. Van Gaal lost to Wolfsburg, never really got that far. And I think, actually, Solskjaer in his first season, when he got to the quarterfinal against Barcelona, that was probably the best achievement any manager's done uh, post-Ferguson, maybe aside from Moyes. So this is a massive opportunity now for Solskjaer to show to people why he's, why he's good. Score prediction? I think, to be honest, I think it'll be a pretty pretty boring game because of how Unai Emery sets up and how Villarreal plays. So I reckon it'll be like 1-0 to United, but I don't think it'll be pretty, to be honest. OK. John, just a few words um, and cheers for doing some of the podcasts no as well from the own matches. So, shoes on the other foot here. I can ask you some questions. Yep. So, hi mate, um, how are you feeling about United? Uh, bubbles burst a little bit, and it? it seems at the minute. Um, I think they're just suffering a little bit under the weight of expectation. Whereas last year, nobody really expected much. You know, you signed some players, and um, yeah, they, you know, they're expected to win games now. Expected to challenge for trophies and. It's not really looking like you know that they're in that sort of um, sort of category of you know you watch, you watch the top clubs are really flying at the minute. We've put in a couple of half decent performances, but generally it's been laboured, it's been ponderous, it's been a little bit one-dimensional. And um, yeah, I think the manager's under a little bit of pressure now because you know there's obviously a lot of people um, weren't in his camp anyway. But it was you know his case of well he's not got the squad. Now he has got the squad, um, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think. That, I don't know, I think they're in a bit of trouble at the minute. Um, there's too many players not performing. Score Within, prediction then? Today? Mm. I, I think well, it's always a draw when we play these, isn't it? So, what, uh, what, what, what draw are you going for? Nil-nil nil or a I'm big one or? I'm going to go for six or no. Uh, one or, I think it'll be one or, mate, but he, he needs a win and he needs to start taking some risks as well to try and get them wins because at the minute it's not happening. It's a good point and it was put to me from someone who knows these things that risk may need to be taken so let's just see what happens because people will be listening to this it's got to be, you know, after we've, the game we've watched some of the games lately there's no way Ferguson would have waited until 82 thank you there's no way Fergie would wait till 82 minutes to make a change like he did on, on, on Saturday you know and he's no excuse now saying he's not got the squad you know he's got the players there to bring on he's got to start trusting some of them players and making some changes because like I said it's all a bit one dimensional and a bit, bit predictable at the minute thanks for your time John
so there's five minutes to kick off. Uh, just spoke to Marcus Senna, the very good former Villarreal player who did super with Spain when they were European champions, even though he was born in Brazil, he got Spanish citizenship. And uh, I told him uh, I'd been to interview him 15 years ago and he had absolutely no recollection of that. Listen to it, sounds good, doesn't it? Love it. Big European night at Old Trafford. Champions League, better than Europa League. Fans are back. Big game, this. Don't know how it's going to go, but fingers crossed. Half time. Manchester United nil, Villarreal nil. In spiral carpets playing. This is how it feels to be lonely. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer looked a lonely figure. In that half, stood on his bench, walking back towards the dressing rooms. That's because Manchester United were completely outclassed by Villarreal. United shouldn't even be in the game. But thanks to David De Gea, United are in the game. De Gea has been superb. United have been battered down the wings. Dan Juma against Diego Dalot. Alex Teller has been having a bad time as well. Villarreal just looked better organised, better drilled. And uh, they're on it. A bit worrying this. It really is. You read the atmosphere. United fans have been behind the team, but to lose this game and United are getting battered, I worry if United lose this game. I hope, because I'm an optimist, that the team come out. I'm sat right by the Villarreal bench and I can see their reaction and they know that they're schooling Manchester United at the moment and this ain't good enough. It's a decent game if you're a neutral. But I'm not a neutral, and the people listening to this are not neutrals. Villarreal technically so good. Kapue, he was the man in the match in Gdansk. He's 33. He moved on from the Premier League because he didn't think anybody wanted him. And the 15, Dan Juma. He came from Bournemouth. And then you've got Pau Torres, and Albiol's hugely experienced. Terrace is decent. Grand Foyf was at um, Tottenham. Paco Alcacer, I've written a lot about him over the years. He's totally out of form. If he would have been in form, Villarreal would be two or three to look, but he's not. So let's see. Let's see what happens now. Bit of a tune in it when you've not heard this for a while. Jump to stop it, or should we listen for a bit longer? James were brilliant when he came out with so many good tunes. Still going strong.
bouncing here. Absolutely mental. It's an hour or so after the final whistle. I'm walking away from Old Trafford. That's a Trafford pub. Where they're singing about Ronaldo. You can hear the generators. The food stalls and the souvenir stalls. I'm walking towards the metro. And, well, it was late and it was great. In terms of the result, I've just had a good chat and interviewed Oli Gunnar Solskjaer and wasn't impressed at all with his side for his uh, performance. I think every Manchester United fan would feel the same. Villarreal were easily the best team in the first half. And I also spoke to Unai Emery, he said the same, and I spoke to Etienne Capoue, and I'd spoken to him in Gdansk when he was man of the match, and I was devastated. But I had to do my job and he was gutted tonight he just said you've got revenge tonight and I think Manchester United did get revenge so I walk away and my feeling before this game was three points need three points everything else is secondary to that people were forgetting time how poorly Manchester United played in the first half it's about the three points I didn't think it really was going to come when L'Oreal went ahead because all teams go ahead against Manchester United I thought here we go again and then Ronaldo did his magic right at the end and I just waited by the Stratford end along with thousands of others <coughs> for him to come out and I was on the pitch and they were all singing his name for like 40 minutes when he went, unfortunately, that was when Ronaldo came out and he did some interviews and he said he'd come back to this club, he'd missed the club and he came back to score goals and do things like that. Which is nice to hear. I have doubts, I have doubts about uh, Manchester United's performances at the moment. It's pretty unconvincing tonight. Emery was a smart fella, he's a smart tactician, he always has been. I remember first writing about him when he was... Uh, a team just south of Valencia in the Spanish third division he was only in his 30s um, when he went on to have a great career and he can be quite a difficult character remember him uh, having a go at me about 2009 because unbeknown to me 
I'd walked into a civil war in Valencia between the journalists. I just like, asked him a question about a player. We kicked off. And I'm thinking, well, why are you kicking off with me, you prick? I'm just asking you a question. So uh, that needed some smoothing over at the time. But um, he impressed me tonight, actually, the, the way he spoke. I'm not too concerned about Villarreal. I'm more concerned about Manchester United. And I feel relief. I'm just walking past and Trafford Town Hall with its distinctive blue clock face and now Lancashire Cricket Club the cricket season has just finished and the Lancashire player came very close to becoming county champions for the first time in a decade they had a thrilling uh, game against Hampshire a week ago but unfortunately they couldn't win the league Warwickshire won and they're going to get the Metrolink so I also saw Diego Delot interviewed I thought he had a really tough evening I thought he got shredded to be honest um, and Villarreal's 15 winger and they just look more tech, te- technically and tactically adept pretty worrying watching that United side but they've still got brilliant players and that's something Emery said still got individual brilliance but you know we all know we can't just rely on that so, don't know where the solutions come from here. Holly had a bit of a dig about uh, the game being against Everton in the morning, saying it doesn't happen. It's not going to be allowed to happen next year, but it is allowed to happen this year. I think he was relieved, and I don't blame him, because he looked pretty lonely so when he walked in at half-time. He really did. And someone behind me in the main stand, because I was sat right near him, he just shouted, this is shite, so shite, it's absolutely shite. And it was hard to argue against that. But as I walk away, United have won. Got three points. And maybe that can be a turning point, but I don't know. If I sound unconvinced, that's because I am unconvinced. And that's because United have lost three of the four last games. Uh, before that tonight it was very close to being four in five and then I thought it's going to be another draw because that's what Villarreal do they draw every week that's in their contract but no Ronaldo popped up and everyone's absolutely buzzing at the moment he provided can't take away that moment going online without ExpressVPN is like using your smartphone without a protective case Most of the time you'll be fine, but all it takes is one accidental drop onto solid concrete to make you wish you'd protected yourself. So why do people need a VPN? Every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, etc., your online data is not secured. Any hacker on the same network can gain access to and steal your personal data, your passwords, your financial details, etc. Doesn't take that much technical knowledge to hack someone. Just some cheap hardware is needed. A smart 12-year-old could do it. Your data is valuable and hackers can make up to £1,000 per person selling your personal info on the dark web. It should also be pointed out that most hackers are bellends. So why use ExpressVPN? Well, it's got an encrypted tunnel. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. Hackers can't steal your sensitive data. It's very secure. 
I'd take a hacker with a super computer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. It's easy to use. You fire up the app and click one button to get protected. I use it and it works on all devices. Phones, I don't use it on there. Laptops, I use it on there. Tablets, I use it on there and so on. So you can stay secure online and on the go. I use ExpressVPN. It's simple. I've used a couple of different VPNs over the years. And this is the most straightforward one. Click, bang, and you're in. So you can secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com forward slash united. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com forward slash united. And you can get an extra three months for absolutely nothing. Expressvpn.com forward slash united. Right, it's part two of this podcast. It's match day and this wasn't supposed to happen, but I went for a run around Manchester in the drizzle. And I went the wrong way and uh, got a message from some lads I know saying, just seen you run past the Grails pub. So I ran back and went in the Grails pub and a friend of mine's a landlord in the Grails pub. And um, it's a good pub and this is a free advert for the Grails pub. How much is a pint, Chris? Um, between £3.10 and £4.10. Between £3.10 and, and £4.10. So, and there's lads in there and it's very early and uh, the, the drinking, I'm going to keep it quick. I'm going to go to Old Trafford very shortly. I feel it's a massive game again. I feel there's, there's a lot of doubts about the manager, the style of play, and I think United need to convince and win. And if they don't, we're going to see another slump in the mood, but that's just my opinion. Everyone's got different um, um, views on that. Chris, what was it like running a pub in Manchester during lockdown? Uh, quiet, very quiet. Um, the whole whole town was deserted. Um, it's probably the best Manchester's been for a long time, but it's nice to see people back in. Um, you write and you've written about the impact of Ronaldo joining out on the city of Manchester. I heard someone walking past the other day at quarter past four in the morning singing "Be Ronaldo." <coughs> You're living in the heart of it every day. Yeah, there's, there's lots of suits. Yeah. Every five minutes from about two o'clock in the morning to about six in the morning. I saw you doing that the other day, jumping around <laughs> in your pub. <laughs> yeah. There's actually been that happens, but we don't talk about it. No, it's, it's ridiculous. I've never seen Manchester like it. Everyone's, everyone's at it. What's your take on United at the moment? How are you feeling about the team manager? Um, oh, that's a big question. Um, yeah. And you've got 27 seconds to answer it. It, it, could, it could be better, but it could be a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, football's about moments, and there's enough moments now that you can sort of ignore the, the overarching problems. Oh, can I have a prediction for today? Yeah, 3-1 United. Yeah? Yeah. No prediction for today, mate? Two that's a big sigh. 2-0 <laughs> United. How are you feeling about United at the moment? It's a funny one because like, like Wednesday night, well, it was Wednesday Tuesday, whichever night it was, it was you know, 90 minutes of not great at all, and then it gives them over like that, you know, 10, you know, 10, 10 to 15, and it's, yeah. it's brilliant to get a Ronaldo winner in the last, what, 5th minute of injury time. Moments like that I'll remember forever, but you, you forget the 90 minutes before, so I don't know, I think, I'm hoping it'll click. There's enough players there to make it click, yeah. I just hope it does. You've been taking 10 years on since he's been, what, 3?
point about Cavani and Ronaldo is a good one, and I put it to someone who knows a lot more than me and can play a part in that decision, and there's a doubt there that those two can play together, unfortunately. We started sort of putting a downer on that, but, but watch both score two each today. The look of right now. What does he know? And then, um, United at the moment. Um, don't know. Really excited at the start of the season. Felt brilliant. West Ham didn't think it was bad as everyone had made out, and that was great with what happened there. But then it has been really tough in these four home games that we've had in a row, or three home games then today. How do you feel about Ollie at the Everyone keeps saying he needs to learn, blah, 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 and all that. Um, he's learning on the job, but you know what? It's United, isn't it? He should really be learning on the job because it's the biggest job in football, for one of them. Probably Ronald Koeman might have an argument about that. But um, I don't know. He's... Ronald Koeman hasn't had to sell six of his best players. Sorry, only <laughs> Gunnar Solskjaer hasn't lied, Ronald Koeman. Yeah. It's mental what's going on there, isn't it? Yeah. It's actually mental. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he does need to... We need to start putting performances in again, and you need to start. Uh, we need to start playing well again because we just, yeah, we're just not playing well, and we are looking. Well, we're not going to win. Prediction for Everton. Uh, you know me, I'm always negative, so I'm probably going to say one all. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'm probably going to go one nil today as Manchester United. Ali Gunnar Solskjaer is he the right man? We're going to have this conversation forever and ever. I think but if he goes, who do we bring in? We've got the players who need to work as a team. We've got the players who need to work as a team. But interesting, you say about Cavani and Ronaldo maybe not being able to play together. It'd be great if they could. Well, I, I was told um, Ronaldo is not running a lot, but his positioning is excellent, and he's getting in places, and his movement is brilliant, and he can still run, but it's just unlikely that two can play together. So I need to do some more research and maybe go back with that question. In a bit more detail. Yeah. I found it quite interesting. That's Michael Cox and Sloan Market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the people are asking that do actually work with the lads every single yeah. It's quite, um, yeah, there's issues around the team. Uh, the game when came off. I, I, I mean, I wrote the same. He looks like a superhero, Cavani. It's just unbelievable. It's just like, it was throwing it down, right? It was yeah. proper horrible Manchester night on Tuesday. And, he, and he's, it was Tuesday, wasn't it? No, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. So he literally turns up, he's thrown down, he's getting soaked, and he just basically pours water all over his head. And he's just like, you just it's a hero, mate. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Prediction for today? Uh, 2-1, yeah. I'd like some better tactics than just yeah. give it to a better player to see if you can do something. And yeah, I think I think if I need to change the game, yeah, yeah. fantastic. How old are you? Sorry. Uh, have you been out? Uh,
And your team in Brazil? Yeah, Flamengo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, what do you think of Manchester United? Yeah, this the big team, the most big team in uh, England. And now with Cristiano is a yeah, it's a machine. If 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 you have a if everything good in the good way, yeah, it's good things coming. How is like, Andreas <laughs> Pereira doing for Flamengo? Yeah, good, like yeah. maestro. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, playing well. Yeah, play very well there. I've never heard those words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Kennedy from Chelsea. Never played Chelsea. Flamengo yeah. played there very good. Right. Can you when, when, um, yeah. predict the score today? Manchester United, Everton. Yeah, 2-0. To, to Manchester? To Manchester, of course. Okay. I'm going to get down to the ground now. Thanks, all of you. We're 63 minutes in. In the game at Old Trafford, United are leading 1-0 against Everton. Anthony Martial... A surprise um, starter scored in the in first half. It's an enjoyable game. Now they're doing, doing all right. They're working hard. Everton have had chances as well. I think teams get far more chances than they used to against a United side of which there are a lot of doubts. And Everton are attacking at the moment. No, 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 no. Do one, do one, do one. No, 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 no. Why did I have to start recording then? Why on earth did I have to start recording then? You know what happened. I just went from the other end of the field. from the Manchester United corner which was cleared and Fred was muscled I think it was Fred muscled off the ball oh no oh no oh no oh no and that's how it ended I'm just walking away from Old Trafford now and one all. Hi. What did you make of that? Uh, very poor. What, very what was poor? poor? Um, just, just I, I don't, I can't, I can't say really. It was just really, really poor, poor all round. There's, there's no cohesion in the team. Um, What's your take on the manager right now? I, th- I think Solskjaer's. I think my opinion is I think we'll struggle winning, winning anything with him. He just doesn't know how to change a game tactically. Um, very naive there's not much more to say poor again I'm going to head to the metro nice to see you cheers on take care so I was about to start talking I think that sentiment will probably uh, apply to all of a lot of supporters two points dropped and would have been so different if it would have been uh, three points won but it wasn't yet again it's not isolated yet again uh, United struggling at home yet again and never are a decent team but look Got to be winning. Um, at games like that, uh, who played well? Can I 
say something unpredictable and thought Fred had actually done okay until he was at fault when he was muscled off the ball twice um, by Gray and that looks horrendous Bam uh, was alright in the first half uh, Sancho thought but bright when he came on but we're scraping here aren't we we're scraping just like the team scraped to draw and now we've got two two weeks an international break where the mood's going to be pretty flat and well we understand why um, just go United We Stand podcast how are your feelings after the game shit today yeah why we just didn't look like we cared, to be honest, at the end. We're just slow. Everything's too slow. I mean, we've got the best... I mean, Bernardo's probably not the best player in the world in the air going forward, and we just weren't getting balls in quick enough, if at all. It's just, yeah, sloppy. What's your take? Uh, midfield needs to get the game together. Too slow. What better when Pogba came on? Miles yeah, better. better. Miles better. And Sancho did all right. He was... Yeah, he, looked, he looked much better today. Best game so far. Yeah, yeah playing some nice balls that. as well, so... You know, hopefully there's more of that to come from him. Where do you stand on the manager at the moment? And, and is this on the manager? Should should I be asking you about the manager? I mean, the manager picks the team and... I mean, he, the subs today, which normally I'm not convinced on his subs, but today he got the subs right. And he did I mean, it earlier. Yeah, they made a difference today. He's getting better with that, but... I do have to say... I don't, want, I don't know why they didn't start at the start of the game. It just seemed like unnecessary changes, to be honest, because Marshall, he's, he's not looked great, as he, when he's played this season, so... Why was he starting over other players? It's, I mean, only he knows the answer, but... Good goal <laughs> from Martial. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was, yes. As yeah. a contribution, you can't yeah. ask for more, but... It just... It's not, the whole team... It's not just, consistent enough. No. Fair points. I'm going to rush on to uh, the Metro. Thanks for your time. So you can see they're getting pretty similar comments from the Manchester United fans as I walked to the, the, the Metro station. Just asking people at random and... Oh, you hear it. So, so this podcast is taken in two home games, uh, one win, one draw. Highs, lows, and we will be back after. Well, we'll be back again soon. Thanks for listening. Lucy Nicotine is finally in the UK. Lucy is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Their mission is to reduce tobacco-related harm to zero. Lucy is researched and was developed for three years to be made for people, not for patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavours. Spearmint, red mango, citrus berry. Each and every flavour Tastes great, according to the people who've tried it. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has got delivery sorted. United We Stand listeners, if you're interested, go to uk.lucy.co and use the promo code UNITED to get 20% off your first order of nicotine gum. That's uk.lucy.co and use the promo code UNITED at checkout. Also, 
we have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. uk.lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code UNITED.